Uh, today's we're going to start a series of messages. Haley, if you could throw up the first slide on the screen, that'd be great. I'll pull my mic down so it's not ringing as much in your ears. Uh, today we're going to start a series of messages. Uh, today's message is called, or the series of messages that we're going to be talking about this week, next week, and in a, the holiday weekend in September is called Faith Grind. Now, uh, this is the terminology I'm going to try to explain today, but uh, the, the point I want to get across to every one of our Unreal Life Church family is simply that I'm not enough on my own. I don't know if you've figured this out in your life. We are strong and capable people. Uh, we live in a world of self, uh, self, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's self like, we think we're just so important, right? Like if we don't show up to a party, it's not a party kind of thing, right? If we don't uh, show up to an event, the event really doesn't technically happen because this one person wasn't there, right? We kind of have that attitude as we roll through life. Well, uh, when it comes to our faith, we really can't have that attitude. It's not, it never was, all about us, right? The truth is, I'm not enough on my own. You and of yourself cannot get yourself to heaven. You can't heal yourself. You can't uh, save people. You can't minister to people. No, no. It's through the power of the Spirit that we're able to accomplish these things. So, uh, so when I say faith grind, uh, you'll, you'll understand in a second, the sub text or subtitle to that is I'm not enough on my own so let's jump in our our, our we're going to be speaking from Zach I can't can you see it up there eh, kind of I got a little fancy uh, we uh, are going to be speaking from the book of Zechariah chapter 4 and uh, mainly we're going to be talking about verse 6 and you'll see why in a second but the uh, first uh, few verses of chapter 4 so today we're going to start this series our theme scripture as I mentioned is Zechariah 4 and before, whoops, before we go there, I'd like to position this message for us. You've heard the misconception that faith in Jesus makes everything all right. You've either heard that straight up where just believe in Jesus, everything is going to be all right. Or you actually believe it. You believe that everything will be all right. It's a false belief that maybe we've attached ourselves to. Uh, some of you, I hope you're not deeply offended by this, but I kind of... Uh, enjoy Bob Barley's music from time to time, and I love his, one of his most famous songs, Don't Worry, about, now we would say thing in our country, but it's actually ting, every ting, going to be all right, all right, and so you know it, it's, you hear it all the time. Yesterday was uh, Jose Bautista Day at the Blue Jays game, I don't know if you've noticed this, some of you uh, baseball fans, I watched some of the festivities Man, he was a great player. I really enjoyed him. Uh, one of the things, I'll just share briefly, one of the things that always really grabbed me about Jose Bautista was his commitment to the game, in this case, baseball. Really, there are not many players that were as, and still, he looks like he can still play. Uh, there are, were not many players, aren't, as, aren't a lot of players that were as finely tuned and prepared for each baseball season. That was the best part about Jose, was he was ready to go, right? Like he, he was just ready to go. And he came ready every single time, every single season, he was ready to, uh, to play. He achieved great success at his craft because he would grind away at his craft, when he wasn't playing baseball, so like in the offseason, he was training every day for the next season. And he would make even the most subtle adjustments to his training regimen or his skill sets to uh, perform at a higher level in the next season. And then throughout the season, he would continue training so that he could sustain the level of success he would have. Now, 
we know it's like, Pastor, okay, you're being a little over the top. That's just baseball. You're right. It's, you know, ball, hit ball. Yeah, we get that. It's, it's not that crazy of a concept. But it's an interesting uh, achievement that he was able to uh, have in baseball terms with the Blue Jays. Now we look to Christ. Jesus prepares us for the reality that only in him will we find peace from our troubled world. John 16, verse 33, in the words of Christ, says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. You know, it's interesting when we think of the fact that we need the Holy Spirit active in every area of our life, the third person of the Trinity. We need the Holy Spirit active because Jesus tells us it's not really a question. It's not really a, well, maybe this will happen. It's simply Jesus says, you, may, you need peace. You need the peace that I give you because in this world you will have trouble. Jesus didn't say, well, the people on this side of the room will have trouble, but the ones over here, you're okay. No, nothing's going to happen, all right? You're good. No, he said to us, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So we have peace because Jesus has overcome the world. So when we think of faith, uh, faith grind, that terminology, it's daily working away at our faith, working away at our relationship with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus. Just you and me, just us trying our best is not enough. I think of uh, our analogy with Jose Bautista. He tried his best to be the best athlete he could and it, with his God-given abilities. He worked his best to be the best. Well, the truth is we are not enough just on our own when it comes to our faith. It's not just about, well, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read the Bible 24-7 and it's going to like it's we, we need more than that, even though that's lovely we need more than that we need the power of the spirit in our lives it's more about us just trying to do our best each of us will fall short if we just rely on our own strength do you know that when we rely on our own strength we can do things as humans we can do some things some pretty cr crazy things it's good but the truth is we will always especially when it comes to our faith we will always fall short if we just rely on our own strength If we just rely on our own strength, every single time we fall short. The truth is, nobody is good enough. Nobody is good enough. So you say, oh, Pastor, that's kind of discouraging. What, what are we going to do about it? What can I do? What can we do? Well, that's where we turn to our scripture passage today in Zechariah chapter 4. Let me give you a bit of history on this passage. In our passage today, there, there were 50,000 Jewish people that had returned to Palestine in 536 B.C., to rebuild the temple. At that time, work stopped, opposition arose uh, in, amongst the people. But in 530 BC, Haggai and Zechariah were raised up. They were appointed by God to stir up the leaders and the people. And in 525 BC, they finished the work of rebuilding the temple. I actually uh, just pause here. I was thinking about this, and it, we're kind of this. I always think that uh, uh, people are actually the same as the nation of Israel. I mean, you read about the nation of Israel throughout the Old Testament. It's just, it's just it, we, you could say we're just reading about humanity's problems, right? Where we, we're going to do this for God. And one year later, it's like, I hate God, right? Or I don't want to serve him anymore. The truth is, God had to raise up, the Lord had to raise up Haggai and Zechariah just a couple years into their time rebuilding the temple because of the, the, the work stopped and there was opposition. It's kind of like the church. 
right? Where we get a little frustrated, we get a little, you know, angry, we get bent out of shape about something, you know. Man, my chair was moved, you know. Oh, the carpet is not right. The, the lights, who did that stinking thing? You know, we just get worked up. We get opposition, you know. I don't like the color of the wall. It's, I'm in opposition to white or whatever, right? Or whatever the color is. The truth is, is the Lord, just as he does today, raise up Haggai and Zechariah to be with the people, to stir up the people. I kind of think of that in our terms today. It's to get our mind off of the things that don't matter and focus us back onto the Lord, right? How many of you know that if you uh, pay attention to things that aren't of God, you will be distracted by them, and eventually you won't even see God anymore because you'll be so worried about the cost of fuel or the fact that this politician is doing that or that in that country over there, this thing is happening, right? No. We keep our eyes on the Lord. So they stirred up the leaders. So, so uh, Haggai and Zechariah stirred up the leaders and the people. And in 525 BC, they finished the temple. So within six years, they got distracted. And then five years later, they were able to get to work and finish what they had first started in rebuilding the temple. Zechariah was both prophet and priest. He was also a young man. Interestingly, his name means... Zechariah's name means Jehovah remembers. Zechariah's father's name meant Jehovah blesses. And his grandfather's name meant his time. So if you add it and put it all together, you find Jehovah remembers to bless in his time. Isn't that amazing? Jehovah remembers to bless in his time. Zechariah's favorite name for God in the book of Zechariah that we're reading from today is the Lord of hosts, the Lord of armies. The book of Zechariah can be divided into three parts, and for our purposes in this series, we're going to be focusing on part one of those three parts of the book of Zechariah. In the part we're focusing on, the prophet Zechariah describes eight visions, all of which summarize the message that Jerusalem shall be delivered, cleansed, and reestablished in peace and prosperity. That's a great prayer for us, right? That we would be reestablished, delivered, cleansed, reestablished in peace and posterity. So let's read from Zechariah. Finally, I'm getting there. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 1. And I'm going to finish off at verse 6 today, which is our main passage. And the angel who talked with me came again and woke me, like a man who is awakened out of his sleep. And he said to me, what do you see? I said, I see and behold a lampstand of all of gold with a bowl on the top of it. And seven lamps on it with seven lips on each of the lamps that are on the top of it. And there are two olive trees by it, one on the right of the bowl and the other on its left. And I said to the angel who talked to me, let me just stop there because uh, I'm not really going to come back to it. So the, we have these lampstands and then we have these uh, olive trees. The olive trees are oil for the lampstands so that they can burn. All right, just the same way as we're going to talk about the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is what fills us. To move us forward. It powers us to move forward in the things of God. So this is the picture being given in this dream. So verse 4, And I said to the angel who talked with me, What are these, my Lord? Then the angel who talked with me answered and said to me, Do you not know what these are? I said, No, my Lord. Then he said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Now Zerubbabel was a uh, like a, a leader in, in terms of the people in the area at that time. It says, this is the word of the Lord to, to Zerubbabel. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Let me read that part again. 
I'll read from verse 5. Then the angel who talked with me answered and said to me, Do you not know what these are? I said, No, my Lord. Then he said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. The New Living Translation translates uh, verse 6 this way. Uh, then he said, This is what the Lord says to Zerubbabel. It is not by force nor by strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord of heaven's armies. As I said a moment ago, the people of God uh, have moved back to Palestine with the goal of rebuilding the temple of the Lord. In the midst of our passage here today, we see that Zerubbabel, as a civic leader, needed encouragement from the Lord to finish the work. Has anyone ever needed encouragement before? Ever? Right? You know, uh, when, I, when you're making dinner for your family, sometimes you're a little self-conscious unless you're just a machine. And, uh, you know... Like, I, I have uh, a few picky eaters in the house, and uh, anyway, we won't go down that road, but there's just pain and suffering there. But, uh, you know, when you cook the food, it's like, man, this is going to be really good, and then it's just like, you know, one piece of lettuce at a time, you know, into the mouth, right? It's just discouraging. I, you know, we need encouragement. We need encouragement. The work of God needs resources and not the resources of human might and power. That's why we need encouragement. The work of God needs resources and not the resources of human might and power. As we apply this passage to our walk and to our journey with the Lord, we learn that it's by His Spirit, the Lord's Spirit, that we move forward. One commentator wrote, We tend in our carnality to lean towards might and power, but God does all things by His Spirit. He created all things by His Spirit. We were born of His Spirit. We were baptized in His Spirit, and He leads us by the Spirit. Let me read that again. It's so uh, specific and important to what we're talking about in this series. We tend in our carnality to lean towards might and power. You know, we actually, I'll just pause, we actually are obsessed with might and power. Anything shiny. I've been watching the Rocky movies with my boys the last uh, couple weeks, and we've just been getting fired up. Man, they had shiny bodies in those movies. Like, just, they were shiny and powerful. Man, we just, oh, it's like, wow, it's shiny and powerful, right? It's just amazing. It's, you're going to get them this time, right? Get them, yeah. But God does all things by his spirit. He does all things by His Spirit. He created all things by His Spirit. We were born of His Spirit. We were baptized in His Spirit. And He leads us by the Spirit. I have two main emphases today that I want to share with you. I'm trying to keep it uh, concise. It's a, it's a personal challenge to me these days. Here's our first one. Be encouraged by the Spirit. Now, what I mean by that is not just encouraged by, oh, now I feel better. No, actually allow yourself to be encouraged. And there's actually a strengthening and a power that comes from that encouragement by the Spirit. In Isaiah 40, verse 31, we, we find out that God encourages his people. So let me read it to you, Isaiah 40, 31. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They should run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I've actually had this experience a few years ago, and it happens to me from time to time. But there was a Saturday night. I was preparing the last-minute details for Sunday morning. I was so tired. It was just my life at the time was just 
uh, too much for me, and I was sitting in my office at home, and I remember sitting there thinking, Lord, I cannot get up in front of the church tomorrow and say anything that's legitimate or makes any sense. I'm so exhausted. I can't do it. And immediately I felt the Spirit impress on me to wait for the Lord would renew my strength. And there in my office, I stopped and I waited. And within five minutes, I was full of strength again. They who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They should run and not be weary. We find ourselves tired in life. Every, so many people I talk to, from every walk of life, we find ourselves tired. Why? Because we are not waiting for the Lord to renew our strength. We just keep going. Some of you have chickens. I like hearing the chicken stories. We're like chickens. We just, just run for no reason, right? Like, just like, come on, woo, right? We're just going, going. And the Lord says, wait, for the Lord shall renew their strength. How many of us just stop and wait? Well, what, Pastor, what are you waiting for? I'm waiting for Jesus. Come on. We need to wait and allow the Lord to renew our strength. Then we're going to mount up with wings like eagles. We're going to run and not be weary. We're going to walk and not faint. So be encouraged by the Spirit. Here's our next one. The Holy Spirit encourages us. This comes from Acts chapter 9, verse 31. It says, So the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up, and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, it multiplied. Huh. Let me read it again. So the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up. So we were, the church was operating in peace, and at the same time, with peace, was being built up and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, it multiplied. This is our goal today, to this day. The Holy Spirit would encourage us so that we could walk in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Spirit and be multiplied in its time. Well, Pastor, why aren't things changing? Why aren't we shifting? Well, what does the Bible tell us? We need to walk in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. There's a, I won't say it because I don't want to give free advertising. There's a certain kind of uh, soda beverage I really enjoy in the summer. Like, you give me one of these cans, come on. I'm good, like, and it's, 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 uh, yeah, anyways, I won't, I won't advertise for them. Anyways, and so I've actually restricted myself this summer. And they, they, there's a, they're a special edition. So they come out in like April or May, and then they only make so many. And then when they're gone, they're gone. They usually last till June into July. And then it's gone. So thank God when I go to the store now, it's not there. And I don't have to cast out the demon of the soda pop or whatever. You know. But the truth is, is that when, I, uh, when I've had that beverage, I started drinking it during the lockdown years. And I realized, because I thought the lockdown was going to be short, I thought, oh, I'll treat myself. Well, after a few years of drinking it, you realize that it's, you're in trouble. Anyways, I felt, you know, that's where our world would... Ch- chalk is full of sugar in this case to make us feel a certain way, right? And it's the peace of the Lord that we must search for. Deny our bodies, in my case, the soda drink. It's not the same for everyone. So that I can have peace from the Lord. The other night, I, I, uh, there's a new pizza store in town, another advertisement I'm not going to say. 
And uh, I, I, I like getting the deals there. Well, I brought this pizza home was a deal. I was like, I felt so good about myself. I got a good deal. And then, you know, we added it to our meal. And uh, how many of you like eating cold pizza a couple hours after it comes home? Yes, thank you. All right, you are my people. So I decided it was late at night, and I felt the urge of my stomach, go get that slice, go get that slice. And I thought, no, this is a bad time. I have, I'm stopped eating for today. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And so finally I relented and said, I'm going to go get it. So I went, and, I went and got it. I went upstairs. I looked in the fridge. I looked everywhere, and I couldn't find it. Why? Because Leland ate all of them. He ate all of it. And I thought, okay, this is okay. He's a growing boy. He's helping me, right? <laughs> so the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up. And walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to be comforted by the things of this world that I just described. But the comfort of the Holy Spirit, it multiplied. Right? That's how the Holy Spirit encourages us, maybe if you're like me, by means of your hunger. We can encourage each other. This is the next form of encouragement. Romans 15 verse 2 says, Let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. Mm. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. Do you know that it's hard to be an encourager all the time? It is. Some people are gifted in it, so it's a little easier for them. But it's still a choice. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. We must encourage one another. Let me say it this way. You and I will make a decision every day whether we choose to complain or encourage. I've said this before, so you've heard this. But in our culture in Canada, especially in the, uh, the smaller communities, our culture is to complain. That's what, or at least the Canadian culture that I've experienced in these communities, not just ours, but other communities, it is to complain. Well, the summer's almost over. It's getting cold. So you don't sit in your si- inside your house and waste half the summer because the fall's coming. Get out there. Enjoy it, right? You know, whatever it takes, you know, oh, I can't believe that this has happened. What, what a tragedy. And every time something good happens in our town, well, how much did it cost? It's easy to complain. It's a challenge for us to encourage. How many of us would go up to people around our community and say, you know what? You are doing a great job doing whatever thing you're doing. I always think of all the young people that work the minimum wage jobs in our town. Right? They get all us crusty people. Uh, my coffee doesn't have cream in it. Right? All you had to do was push the button. What if we just say, you know what? I appreciate with how you're trying so hard today. It's good to see young people working these days. Right? We make a choice to be an encourager to our neighbors. The scripture says, Romans 15, verse 2, let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. Church, we must be kingdom people. That's God's kingdom. Kingdom people are encouragers, just as the Lord encourages us. Just as much as we need the Spirit to encourage us, we must also encourage those around us. You see, there's a lot of self-talk in our culture today. I can achieve this. I can do that. I can do whatever I put my mind to. Maybe. Although in theory, some of this may come from a good place. 
The truth is, we know as believers in God's word, it's not our might or even the collective might of God's kingdom or our community that moves us in the direction that God would have us to go. If we would just do it in our might, we would not achieve what God has called us to. But we are encouraged by his spirit, the Holy Spirit, that leads us forward. One commentator said this, might focuses, might, strength, focuses on collective strength, the resources of a group or army. God says, not by the resources of many or one, but by my spirit. It will not be by your cleverness, your ability, or your physical strength that the temple will be rebuilt, but by the spirit of God. Do you know that every church leader I have ever met falls into the trap of trying to be clever or have ability or physical strength to achieve what they think God's called them to do instead of simply relying on the spirit of God? Just so you know, I get tempted to do the same thing. Rely on my strength. Man, I can make that website better. We can do better artwork. We can do better this. We can do better that. No, it's by the Spirit of God at work in us that moves us forward. When I think of an army, a military operating efficiently, I can see great things being accomplished. Think about it. A military group operating efficiently is a force that's powerful, can disrupt what needs disrupting and execute at the highest human levels. Even still, that's no match against the strength of the Spirit of the Lord. Think of the greatest military example you can come up with. Hopefully it's a real one and not in the movies. But think of the greatest uh, military example you can come up with and things you've learned over the years. Even that is no match against the strength of the Spirit of the Lord. You see, church, I'm not enough on my own. I'm not enough on my own. Neither are you. We need more than just our personal strength. We need more than the might of a whole group in our community. For those of us who are independent, this can be difficult. We want to do things on our own. We must make an extra effort to rely on the Spirit. Well, how do we do that? We must always practice His presence. Well, Pastor, what does that mean? It means I'm going to carve out time in my day to wait on the Lord. For him to renew my strength. I don't know about you, but when I get up in the morning, I start running around and I am not very efficient in what I accomplish. I do this and that, and I realize after about an hour, I haven't really gotten a whole lot done. And sometimes it makes me feel like I'm late for my day. Like I gotta get somewhere, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. Because of the responsibilities God's given me, I have some privileges. And one of them is to stop in my tracks and wait on the Lord. And practice time in his presence. Spend time with Jesus. Spend time with the Holy Spirit and talk to him. Today I want to remind us that the power of Holy Spirit must be at work in our lives. The power of the Spirit must be at work in our lives. One of the greatest threats to our lives is that we try to do things our way without the ministry and power of the Holy Spirit activated in us. You see, church, just, as, just like our series says, our faith is a grind. Every day is not going to be easy. Sometimes it may feel like work or discipline to spend time with God. Every day may not be at the mountaintop or this amazing experience in God's presence. Every day I may not feel the presence of the Spirit with me. 
but I must continue to pursue the Spirit at work in my life. You know, I was preparing this message this week, and I wondered, I wondered aloud as I was prepping in my office if the Spirit was with me as I prepared. And I had to remind myself that, yes, the Holy Spirit is with me as I prepare and put onto paper, or my screen, what the Lord is revealing to me and putting onto my heart. Yes, the Spirit is with us. We must always remember it. Our next thought is on the screen. It says, Spirit-supplied might. In our passage today, we know that the might and work being referenced is the building of the temple. Within this moment is a principle that is applicable to us today. The necessary resource for the work of God is the Holy Spirit. In our passage, God promises to Zerubbabel a rich resource of the Spirit to accomplish the work. One commentator said, When we trust in our own resources, whether they be small or great in the eyes of man, then we don't enjoy the full supply of the Spirit. Let me say it again. When we trust in our own resources, whether they be small or great in our eyes, then we don't enjoy the full supply of the Spirit. Way too often, you and I rely on resources that are given by men and women. We don't naturally turn to the Holy Spirit to seek the will of God to accomplish His work in our lives. This summer, I've been challenged through necessity to rely on God for everything in my life. I'm actually at the point where I don't move forward without his strength and authority in my life. Even this past week, I was reminded of the power of God at work in my life because I'd let the enemy take control of something in my life. And I didn't lean into the power of the Spirit until just recently to see the, what, was, what the enemy had laid hold on my life and to, to see it released from the grip that it had on me. You see, the enemy would love nothing more than for each of us just to give up. We always think the enemy wants us to do bad stuff. No, no. He just wants you to give up. He just wants you to give up the things of God. The enemy would love nothing more than for each of us just to give up, to not have hope in Jesus, to just accept things for the way they are. Well, it's always been that way, so whatever. It'll keep me in that way. Well, I'm here to remind us today, that's not what we've been called to. We are called to place our hope and trust in Jesus in all things, in all circumstances, in all situations. What God has called us to requires great might and power from God and not the resources that this world provides. To me, this shows us how our Lord and Savior operates on another level, something we can't fully grasp or understand. But we must still trust in Him at all times. When I think of my life's challenges, the prayers that are prayed, the situations that I face, I can take refuge and strength in the fact that the Lord Jesus knows me by name, He knows my situation, He knows my needs, and the Holy Spirit will carry me through each and every time. I just need to hold the hand of the Father once again and follow His leading in my life. Uh, Pastor Chris and John, if you'd come back. 
As we think of our text today, I think it's helpful for us to put things in a different light. So when we think of our text, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. When we think of this text, uh, Charles Spurgeon wrote this. Oh, may God send us poverty. May God send us lack of means and take away our power of speech if it must be. And help us only to stammer if we may only thus get the blessing. Oh, I rave to be useful to souls and all the rest may go where it will. What he's speaking to is a complete reliance on the Spirit. That the Lord would remove all the things that make us look good or interesting, all that stuff, whatever. So that the Spirit can flow through us. That's why sometimes we just need to be quiet and listen. So this is part one of three, three messages today. And this is the takeaway I want to give our church, our Northern Life Church family. This is the takeaway for today. I didn't write it on the screen, so you have to remember it. It's simply this. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. My prayer today is that we'd simply get out of the way and allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. Do you know what happens when you've been around long enough? You start to come back around to the ideas and things you did in the past that didn't work, and you say, Oh, I'm not going to do that because I tried that before. It didn't work. My prayer today is that we'd simply get out of the way and allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. So if the Holy Spirit asks us to do something we've done before without success, I pray that we'd be obedient enough to do it again. You see, it's not by our might or our power. It's by His Spirit. Today, in these closing moments, I'd like to invite the Holy Spirit to fill us, to anoint us once again today. You see, it's time to get out of the way and let the Holy Spirit move in our lives. In 1 Corinthians 1, excuse me, yeah, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2, excuse me, verse 3, it says, And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So Paul's saying that we must rest in the power of the Spirit so that when people watch what's happening around us, they don't say, well, that's Pastor Jason doing that stuff. They say, no, 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 that wasn't him. That was the power of the Spirit. In Matthew 17, verse 20, it says, He said to them, because of your little faith, for truly I say you, if you have the uh, faith like a grain of mustard seed, You will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Just reminded in the last few days, I don't want to be around people that don't have faith. I don't. It's it's a waste of my time. 
I want people around me that have faith that God will move the mountain in front of us. Jesus says we just need a little mustard seed of faith and it will move. Nothing will be impossible. Nothing. I want everyone just to close your eyes for a moment. And I want you to picture the thing in your life that is the greatest struggle. I don't care what it is. It could be a disease of some sort. It could be a person. It could be a situation. It could be uh, 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 something that's coming in your life. I, I, I have no idea what it could be. But you just know there's a mountain staring you in the face, whatever it is. It could be with your spouse. It could be with your kids. I, I have no idea. But whatever it is, I want you to think of it. And today, with just a mustard seed of faith, we will declare that that mountain, whatever it is, be moved in Jesus' name. So God, today, everyone in this place, everyone in, at our campus in Little Current, everyone watching online today, Lord, we see the mountain in front of us, whatever it is. And we declare in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit that is within us, that that mountain would be moved in our lives. Whatever it is, whatever we're facing, whether it's disease, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a career issue, whether it's financial, we declare it moved in Jesus' name. If it's something I have not said, whatever it is, we declare it moved in the name of Jesus today. Because nothing is impossible with you, Jesus. There is not one thing in our life that we face, that we will face, or that is coming around the corner that is impossible to you, Lord. Not one thing. So today, in faith, we declare that the mountain would be moved in Jesus' name. As our worship team leads us today, I want us to allow the Spirit to fill us up once again. So Pastor Chris is just going to quietly lead us. I invite you just to put your hands out in a receiving position just like me and allow the Holy Spirit to come into your circumstance, your situation. The Holy Spirit is real, active, ready to go. So we're just praying that he would fill us today. So Pastor Chris, would you lead us? I'll, I'll jump back in here in a minute. And let's just receive from the Holy Spirit today.